Hi, welcome to the New Story Church podcast. We hope that this week's message encourages you and brings you closer to Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, where Paul writes this, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Now, our core verse at New Story Church is 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. They have a new story. That's where our name comes from. But if we had a second verse, it was like, this verse is second place. It's like our core verse. It would be 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Recognizing and knowing that the work that we do for the Lord in Christ is not in vain. It's not useless. That we are actually participating in eternity. We are participating in in an eternal work in the resurrected life. And because of that, because we, we know that we are participating in something beyond ourselves, we're actually participating in the work that we've been designed to participate in. We say yes to God here at New Story Church. We say yes to God, first of all, because he's worth saying yes to, and he said yes to you and giving his very life for you. But we say yes to him because we also want to participate in the work that is not in vain. We want to participate in what Christ has called us to do and in, in not being just a part of the temporary, but also being a part of the eternal. And when we say yes to God, we actually are opening up the door for other people to have opportunities to also say yes to God. You see, we have five core values here at New Story Church. And what we say is that when people are living in and walking in these core values, they are living in the new story that Christ has for them. And the first core values, two words, is service and celebration. So we say that we're living in our new story that Christ has given us. We're becoming a new creation in him. What do we begin to do? We begin to serve and celebrate who God is. We serve him because he gave his very life for us. And so what we do, we do as a work of service to him. And we celebrate him. We praise him. We give thanks to him. And then also because of that, we start to serve and celebrate other people. Why? Because the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. Mark 10, 45. So we serve others just as Christ did for us. We celebrate. We celebrate people. Why? Because Luke 15 says that the angels rejoice over one sinner who repents. So what do we do? We celebrate people when they turn to Christ. We celebrate the work of what God is doing. Our second core value is trust. We believe that when we are living in our new story, we will begin to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. So we as a church, we want to be people who are marked by doing audacious things in the name of Christ. We want to do things that seem ridiculous to others at times. We want to be marked by steps of faith and walking and living in trust, trusting God above all else. Third core value, outstanding effort. I believe that we as the church, as we recognize that the work that we are doing is not in vain, that we will be the people who give outstanding effort in all areas of our life, not just within the church, but also outside of the church, because we recognize that all that we do is for him and is a reflection of who he is. And so we give outstanding effort. When we live in our new story, we are not the people who are okay with mediocre. We are the people who are going to give everything that we have because he gave his very life for us so that we could have life. And our fourth core value, relationships. This goes to story groups, story groups, story groups. We talk about this all the time. Get in a group. Why? Because we are not going to neglect meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but we are going to get together and encourage one another. We are not a church with story groups. We are a church of story groups. And story groups are at the foundation of who we are. And then our fifth core value is what we're talking about today. 
yes to God. We want to be a church. We want to become people who are marked by saying yes to God. Even when it's difficult, even when we don't always understand it, we are going to say yes to him because he's worth saying yes to. But also when we say yes to him, we begin to participate in an eternal work. And when we say yes to God, it opens up the door for other people to say yes to him as well. And because so many of you have said yes to God over this past year, many others have had the opportunity to say yes to God. And God is changing lives here in New Story Church. And we are thankful and grateful for that. And to give you an example of what God is doing and how some a couple has had the opportunity to say yes to God because you have said yes to God, I'm going to invite my friends Leonel and Susanna up on stage, and they are going to share with you about how God brought them to New Story Church, their family, their wonderful family, uh, Evan and Eleanor, and how God is moving in their lives. And just keep this in mind, that when you're hearing about what God has done in their lives, that one of the reasons is they've been able to say yes to God and what he's called them to do here is because so many of you have said yes to God. So ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Susanna and Leonel. Good morning. I'm Susanna. This is my husband, Leonel. Uh, we've been married for going on eight years now. We've got two kids, Evan and Ellie. Um, and we met in Guatemala, which is where Leonel's from. And we, I lived there for five years before we decided to come to the States and start a life for ourselves here. And then being here, we've moved to several states because of work and family, but everywhere that we went, there was always the same issue. It was really difficult for us to find a church, but it wasn't for lack of trying. We would go to new churches all the time. I would look up churches around me, make lists. We would visit those on Sundays. And I got to tell you how emotionally exhausting it is to, to, to always go to a new church, to always be the new person. But it always felt like we were uh, strangers, kind of, like we were walking into somebody else's home. And I just was looking for a deeper connection than that. I really wanted to find a place that felt like it could be mine. So when the pandemic started and uh, everything, you know, started to shut down, in-person services uh, stopped. So we couldn't keep going to church. We couldn't keep uh, looking for a new church. And uh, it was over a year. And then we had the chance to move here to Buffalo. And once we were settled in our own home, Susanna, will, uh, she came to me and said, hey, so maybe it's time that we can start looking for a church again. And I said, yeah, sure. Uh, but secretly, I was like too comfortable sleeping in on Sundays. And I was, I was hoping that she would forget about it or something would happen. But, but she, she insisted. And uh, I think that, that that was one of the things that, that pushed me to say yes to God. So a couple months ago, I... Say yes to God. So a couple months ago, I did my thing, got online, looked up churches around me. I had a couple options, but I don't think I was truly satisfied with what I had found. So I just kept digging in. I was in Google Maps looking at every single church within a 45-minute drive of our house because I was desperate. I was like, we're in Buffalo now. We're staying here. We have to find a church. And new story popped up. And when I first saw it, I said, a new story, that's got to be a young church. <laughs> so it, it popped up to the top of our list. And I said, that's where we're going to go first. And when we came in those doors, it was the first church we had set foot in since March of 2020. 
And I literally, I had no idea what to expect. But all of my past experiences and, and the disappointments and the letdowns, they told me, don't get your hopes up because this probably isn't going to be the place for you. But I was proven wrong, thank God. And uh, after service was over, I said, hey, let's go, you know, let's go to the new guest table. It's kind of out of character for both of us to, to you know, put ourselves out there and be a little outgoing, but especially this guy, he likes to be behind the scenes. And so he said, no, I don't want to do that. And I said, okay, well, maybe next time we'll go get that free water bottle. <laughs> so, but we were out of the auditorium, turned and left. We we're going to go pick up our kids. And Kim uh, jumped right in front of us. I don't know where she came from. She came out of nowhere, honestly. And uh, she scared us just a little bit, but that's okay because she talked to us. Uh, and then after that, she's told me that she really thought she totally overwhelmed us in that interaction. And she said, I really thought you guys were never going to come back to this church ever again. <laughs> but I wasn't even out of the doors. And I was turning to Lionel and I said, uh, I love her. And I think that we're going to be friends. And I didn't even know what her last name was at this point in time. But I'm just really thankful that she did that, that she jumped out, that she grabbed us because of that. We've been able to really plant our feet down here. And we've found so many friendships and relationships. We're serving and we're involved in story groups. And after so many years of feeling alone and feeling isolated, being a part of New Story, it's just been a, a really life-giving experience for us. Yeah, uh, for, for many, many years, we just were looking for a church. And uh, thank God, we came to New Story and we found so much more than just a church. Um, we found a community and, and it's a place when we come and we have friends. We can come and, and, and worship God with you guys and uh, we are serving. So now I don't even mind getting up at 6 a.m. to come and, and, and help. And uh, when we come in, our kids, they know that we have to check them in, but we cannot check them in fast enough. They're just desperate to go into the classes. So it's, it's becoming part of who we are. Uh, just being, you know, husband and wife, parents, we moved to Buffalo, and now we go to New Story. That's that's our, 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 our um, identity as uh, new Buffalonians. So saying yes to God, it's easier said than done. It's, it's easy to preach the good things. It's hard to live them out. And uh, that was really true in my life. It was hard to continue to say yes to God when I felt like I wasn't being heard. Years of asking God, please, I just want a community. I just want friends. I just want people in our corner. But God really used this whole experience and, and this church. He used New Story uh, as a way of telling me, hey, I got you. I hear you. I still see you, even if you think that you're out there all by yourself. And so this church, it's just been, it's been the long-awaited answer to, to many of our prayers. So we're thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, give them a hand. Thank you so much. And there's so many more stories like that of how God is moving and God is changing lives. And that's happening because you were saying yes to him. And we're thankful for what he's doing and Lionel and Susanna and their family. And we have so many amazing things to celebrate. Uh, just in September, we celebrated our one-year birthday party at New Story Church. And at that one-year birthday celebration, we had 200 people in attendance on that Sunday morning. And then after that, we had a Bills party. Unfortunately, the Bills lost. But we had 100 people save for the Bills party so that we could make community 
community and get to know other people and get connected. And it just, it's unbelievable to see what God is doing. Just a month after that, we had our second worship night. And at that worship night, we had 175 people in attendance. And then with that, people were able to come forward and we were able to pray for so many different people and, and allow them to experience the comfort and the peace and the healing that God has for them. And that's because people are saying yes to God here at New Story Church. And through your generosity, we've been able to support organizations like Eight Days of Hope and Operation Serve International and Kenton Closet. And that's because you are saying yes to God. It's because you're saying, yes, I want to be a part of what God is doing at New Story Church. And we want everyone who walks in these doors to feel like they can be a part of what God is doing here. Just this time last year, we had about 40 people in story groups. Now we have over 80 people in story groups. And story groups are a place where people can talk about faith and life and grow closer to Christ together. This time last year, we had about 50 or so people on our story team. Now we have over 80 people on our story team who are serving so that others can say yes to God. And uh, in the fall of 2021, we've had an average of 140 people here on a Sunday morning between both services. And we want to continue to grow and continue to connect more with more people. I hope it gets to be 200, 300, 400 or, or beyond that so that we can continue to tell people and let people know about the new life and the new creation that's in store for them in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Yes. Here's, here's a big one to celebrate. Since we started last year, over 20 people have given their lives to Christ. And we baptized six people back in August. God is moving. New life is, is blooming and coming forth. And we are so thankful that so many of you said, yes, I'm going to be a part of that. You're allowing God to move in you and through you. Before 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 56 and 57. He says, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Christ Jesus, our Lord. We here as a church, we are thankful for the work that Christ did at the crucifixion. And we are going to celebrate that and, and reflect on that in a heart of thankfulness for that moments later as we partake in communion together. But while we are thankful for that, we ultimately choose to live in the victorious life that is given to us in the resurrection of Christ Jesus. That there is victory in Christ, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 57. That death no longer has a sting or authority over that. That sin and death have been conquered in Christ. And so we are a church that chooses to live within the reality of resurrection. We will not bow down to sin. We will not bow down to second best. We will not bow down to mediocre. We are not, we are not taking what is lesser, we are going to choose to pursue that which is above all things, which is Christ Jesus, which is victory, which is we are going to choose to live in the life that he has for us. We will not live defeated, but we will live victorious because of the work that Christ has done. We are a church that is choosing to live in the reality of resurrection. Amen. I love this quote from N.T. Wright as he's talking about 1 Corinthians 15 and what that means for us today in regards to bringing the eternal to the present age and existing in the life to come. He says this, look at this quote. He says, every act of love, gratitude, and kindness, every work of art or music inspired by the love of God and delight in the beauty of his creation, every minute spent teaching a severely handicapped child to read or walk, or every act of care and nurture of comfort and support for one's fellow human beings, and for that matter, one's fellow non-human creature, 
And of course, every prayer, all spirit-led teaching, every deed that spreads the gospel, builds up the church, embraces and embodies holiness rather than corruption, and makes the name of Jesus honored in the world. All of this will find its way through the resurrecting power of God into the new creation that God will one day make. We are participating in eternity. We are a part of, God has asked us and given us the task of building the future that he has in mind. This is why when we see the resurrected body of Christ, which is the perfect body, which is a, which is a body that can ascend into heaven and walk through walls, we also see the scars that are still in his, still in his wrists because that which worked for eternity in this life will exist into the life to come. What we are doing is not in vain. We are a part of participating in eternity. We are bringing new creation now, but it's also a vision of the future that is to come. The same spirit that was within the risen Christ dwells within us. That's what Paul tells us in Romans 8. So we are building the future that God has called us to build as a church. This isn't just some disconnected thing. We are a part of building what God has called us to build. This is not meaningless. This is not in vain. We are participating in the future and building the future of the resurrected life and the new creation. And we are a part of something eternal. We're not just going to sit around being focused on building our own little temporary limited kingdoms. We are going to live beyond ourselves and choose to build the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. This is who we are, New Story Church. And this is what's been happening. And this is what we are going to continue to do. And we want you to continue to say yes to God with us. This is what we've been called to do. And so some of you are probably already thinking, Spirit of God's been speaking to you and saying like, this is, these are some areas in your life where you've been holding back. There's some areas where he's been telling you to say yes to him and you've just been holding on to this thing or you've been holding back. And I, I don't want you to forget about that. Write it down. Think about it. Talk to a friend or a spouse or someone later to hold you accountable to continue to walk into that or your story group. But I want you to hold on to that, remember that, and I'm going to give us all five ways in which you can say yes to God today. So, so hold on to what God is saying to you personally, but I also want to give us all five ways very practically that you can say yes to God. I know that five is a lot. Most sermons have three points. Don't worry. We can get through this. We can make this work. Five ways that you can say yes to God. The first one is this. If you have not yet said yes to following Jesus... That is the most important yes to God that you will ever make. He said yes to you in giving his life for you. He said yes to you in coming back from the grave so that you could have new life. And if you're still holding back, make today the day that you say yes to him. Say, yes, Jesus, I'm giving my life to you. He said yes to you so that you could say yes to him. That's the most important yes you'll ever make. So if you've been holding back, make today the day that you say yes to Jesus so that you can experience the abundant and full life that only he has for us. So that you can live into the intention of what it means to bear the image of God and have that restored within your life and become who Christ intended you to be. Say yes to him. Second way that you can say yes to God today is to invite someone to New Story Church. We want to continue to grow. We want to continue to connect with more people. And some of you, you've been having faith conversations with people in your everyday life. Maybe one of the next steps would be for you to bring them into the community of faith that you're a part of. Say, hey, I want you to see this. I want you to experience this. I want you to see the thing that I get up early on Sunday mornings for my only day off because I know that there's something there and I want you to experience that community with me. Invite someone. And here's a really easy way you can invite someone. 
our Christmas Eve service is coming up. We're going to have one Christmas Eve service this year. It's going to be on Christmas Eve, and it's going to be here at this building at 6 p.m. It's a family service. Kids, friends, family all are invited. We're going to have candlelight. It's going to be a beautiful service. And maybe you're a little bit intimidated about inviting a friend or a family member to a Sunday morning service. Invite them to Christmas Eve. People are more likely to say yes to a Christmas Eve or an Easter service. It's, it's traditional. You know, it's this things people, so invite them to Christmas or invite them to Sunday morning. We'd love to see more people here on Sunday mornings as well. But that's the second way you could say yes to God is invite someone. Or if you watch online, share the link and let some people know or, or subscribe and, and uh, invite someone to be a part of what God is doing here at New Story Church because we would love to continue to connect with more people in our community. Thirdly, our outreach director, Rafi, has been working really, really hard. Rafi Tudela, some of you know him, he's great. He's been working really hard on a partnership with Holmes Elementary School. It's a local elementary school right here in the Kenton area. And we finally built a relationship uh, with, with a guidance counselor there. And what we're going to be doing is we'll have all the details, hopefully for you next week, of how you could sign up for this. Uh, but we are going to be providing Christmas gifts for 25 students at Holmes Elementary. Students who may not be able to get Christmas gifts otherwise or, or, or something. So we are going to be adopting essentially 25 students that we are going to be providing Christmas gifts for as a church. I don't have all the details this week, so don't come up to me afterwards and say, what are the details? I don't have them, okay? We will have them for you next week, hopefully. And if not next week, the week after. And we are going to, you know, we're going to provide gifts and we're going to be a blessing to the community that God has called us to because we are here to be light and we are here to give beyond ourselves and we want to be a part of blessing our community by providing gifts. So maybe one of the things you could start praying about today is, hey, God, do we want to, do we want to take care of one student or two students? What, what resources do we have available for us from within our house? And that's another way you can say yes to God as being a part of that outreach with us. Fourth way, you can say yes to God. We're already at number four. We're making it. Number four, we have a partnership with Kenton Closet. Many of you know about this. We've served with them before. We've worked with them before. We've, we've supported them financially. And they have a bin out in the hallway. Somebody comes to this bin every week and sees if anybody donated clothes to, for Kenton Closet. Kenton Closet is another uh, community outreach here in the Kenton area. What they do is they provide clothes and school supplies for students in the Kenton area who might not be able to have access to clothes and school supplies. And so our ask for you is that next week we want to fill that bin up. We want to fill it up with new and gently used clothes. We've done this twice before. And I want us to do this again, that next week you, you'd go through your clothes or maybe you'd go buy some new stuff and bring in all of your new and gently used clothes. Some people of you are thinking, you can get rid of some of your sneakers, Scott. Yes, I, I probably could. But bring in new and gently used clothes and we want to fill up that bin so that when the per, their volunteer comes in to get the bin next week, that they would say, what just happened here? We, I want to blow them away with our church's generosity in, in providing clothes and and new and gently used clothes in that bin. So next week, bring that. We're going to fill that bin up. All right, we've got four done. Fifth and last one. And this is the most awkward one, but we're going to talk about it. So last year, we did something called the season of giving. We're, going to, we're changing that to our say yes to God season because our core value is say yes to God. And in our season of giving, what we did is we ended the year with a big fundraiser where we raised $20,000 and we gave away 10% of what we brought in off of that $20,000. And we said, we're going to do that again. And this year, instead of looking to raise $20,000, our church has grown. So we figured let's, instead of shooting for $20,000, let's shoot for $30,000 this year. And we're seeking to raise $30,000 and we're going to give away 10% of that as well. 
5% of that is going to go to Eight Days of Hope, which is a local partner of ours, and they also do work nationally for disaster relief. And the other 5% is going to go to a new partner of ours. It's the Sheridan Park Life Center. It's in the Sheridan Park side community, which is about a couple miles away from here. And it's a church, but they also provide clothing. They provide washing machines for people to come and wash their clothes for free. They provide career training and food in that community. And we want to financially support them as they continue to bless the Sheridan Parkside community. So we're looking to raise $30,000 over the next month. This fundraiser is going to go between now and the second week of December. So I always like to say a few things about this when we do this. First of all, if you give regularly, this is kind of an above and beyond giving. It's a step of faith. It's to stretch you a little bit. It's something that I, I participate in, Kim and I participate in as well. I'm not asking you to do anything that I myself would not do. And so it's, an, it's to stretch a little bit, to take a step of faith. And as someone who's been giving to churches and ministries for 10 years now, God provides every single time. He always comes through. Even when it feels like it's a bit of a stretch, he always provides. He gave his very life for us, so we give generously because we wouldn't even have the resources we have if it wasn't for the gifts that he has given us. So we give generously. And, and yes, we're doing it because just so everybody knows, the stuff we do here is not free. Like we have to pay to lease this space. We have to pay for our equipment. When we do things like the block party, we give out food for free, but that's not free. Things cost money. We have staff and we want to continue to be, grow and do what we're doing. Now, secondly, I always give this disclaimer as well because this is something that's really important. If you're somebody right now who you're in a difficult financial season or you're struggling financially or you have a lot of debt, this is not for you to go and just say, let's go rack up some more credit card debt to give to the church because, you know, it's prosperity, name it and claim. Well, no, that's not what we're doing here. Okay, that's not what we're doing here. Now, if you're someone who you are in a difficult spot, but you're still feeling led to give, I, I always ask this first, before you give, go home, ask God, God, what are you leading me to give? And also put together a financial plan to get out of debt. God, God asks us to be generous, but he also asks us to be good stewards. And so we don't want to ever encourage bad stewardship or, irrespons or being irresponsible with, with finances here at News Story. So I would encourage you before you do anything, put together a financial plan of saying, here's how we're going to get out of this. Here's how we're going to work through this. All right, so we're not twisting anybody's arm here. It's, and, and then thirdly, if you're kind of still on the fence about it, here's all that I would ask you. You don't have to give today. This is going on for a month. Start a conversation with God and just say, God, are you leading me to give in this season? And if you are, how much? We're gonna continue to talk about this a little bit over the next month, but this is a conversation between you and God. This is not me twisting your arm. This is not, this is, God, are you calling us to be involved in the Say Yes to God season at New Story Church? And if he is, then you can have it. So, so yes, this is meant to stretch us. But also, if you're in a difficult season right now, we're not, <laughs> we want you to talk about wise stewardship and providing for your family and all that stuff as well. There's, there's a holistic thing that goes along with this. And then lastly, if, if you're a little bit, just ask God and say, God, where, what are you leading us to do in this season? And then if, you, if you're feeling led to give and if you feel led to participate in our Say Yes to God season, you can give online at newstorybuffalo.com, hit the give link, go there, there's a drop down arrow and you'll see Say Yes to God. If you're giving to that, make sure you hit that designation or you can give in our offering boxes, just make sure you write on the offering envelope, Say Yes to God so that we know to allocate it towards this and it's not just regular giving. Or you can, you can send us a check at 3200 Elmwood Avenue and write that out to New Story Church and just let us know that it's for say yes to God. But this is our above and beyond 
end of the year, we're saying yes to God together and we're giving everything he had because he gave his life for us and we're going to be stretched just a little bit, but this is a conversation between you and God. So those are the five ways that you can say yes to God. Say yes to Jesus. Have you not given your life to him yet? Say yes to inviting someone to New Story Church. Say yes to being involved with our Holmes Elementary Outreach or say yes to helping with Kenton Closet and say yes to our, uh, say yes to our, say yes to God season and giving above and beyond. Now, you might say yes to all five. You might just say yes to one. You might say, I don't like anything this guy's saying. I'm never going back to this church. I'm not saying yes to any of those things. And I just hope you find a good church home. But those are the five ways that you can say yes to God. I want to end with this passage right here that reminds us of this concept of saying yes to God. It's in Luke chapter 21. Jesus says this, and he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. So Luke's writing this, and he, and he, Jesus, saw a poor widow putting in two small copper coins, and he said, truly I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all of them, for they all out of their surplus put into the offering, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had to live on. Now, some people say that this, this story is about money, and yes, there's a concept of money here, but I think it's about so much more than that. I don't think it's about money. That'd be like saying that the parable of the banquet is about food service, or saying that the parable of the prodigal son is about family drama. I mean, you might be able to find elements of that there, but it's about so much more than that. This story about this widow who gave above and beyond, it's about living a life and choosing to live in such a way where we say yes to God and we give everything that we have. I want to lead this church in such a way that when we look at the end of our lives, we would look at it with no regrets, holding nothing back, putting it all out there, leaving it out, out on the field or on the court or whatever metaphor or analogy you want to use, that we would put it all out there saying he gave his very life for us. So we as a church are going to give all that we have for him because what we are doing is not in vain. And yes, it might feel a little inconvenient at times. Yes, I might not know what's going to happen next, but we are going to give everything that we have with him so that when we say yes to God, others can say yes to God. And in that, we begin to write a new story of new life and new creation. So we are not going to hold back. We are going to be a church that gives everything that we have. We're going to lay it all on the line for him because he gave it all for us. That's who we're going to be, church. If you would, please bow your heads and join me for prayer in this moment. Jesus,